Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 112. We are in our series about the greatness of God. We are walking through places in Scripture, seeing the power of God on display, and what can we learn from seeing God's character displayed in powerful ways. So today we're going to be in 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. This is a great chapter in the Bible about Jehoshaphat. This is kind of the end of his reign as the leader of Judah. And a battle shows up on his doorstep and how he responds, how God provides, how God saves is absolutely incredible. And so today let's jump in. I'm not going to read this entire chapter to you. I do encourage you to go read 2 Chronicles 20 today, but I'm going to just look through the storyline and help us to see maybe a new mercy today for you and I to live our life with more boldness and passion. The Bible says this in 2 Chronicles 20, after this, the Moabites and Ammonites and with some of them the Meunites, came up against Jehoshaphat for battle. And verse 2 says, Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from far beyond the sea. And behold, they're in Hazon Tamar. Now this is a place, a valley, that is close by. So now what's happened is he's heard, The enemies are coming up against me. There's three different people groups coming up to fight me, to come up against me for battle. And they've now moved close enough, and they're in the, they're in the valley close by. I think it's interesting that most battles happen in the valleys, right? We see and we hear about battles that are faced. They don't happen on mountaintops. They happen in the valleys. That's where battles are fought. Jehoshaphat hears this word. He gets nervous. So verse number three says, Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So here's what happened. This great leader of Judah says, Here's what we're going to do as a nation. We're going to pray and fast. We're going to set our faces to seek the Lord. What are you looking at today? Are you looking at the battle lines? Are you looking into the valley? Or are you setting your face to seek the Lord? Are you setting your face to see the wonders and the miracles that he has performed? Jehoshaphat shows us the first thing we do when we know there's a battle coming. We set our face to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. He asked everybody, fast and pray, and let's see how the Lord answers. And so then in verse 5, 6, and 7, he prays. He gets them together, and he starts praying out loud. And he says a great prayer, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. In your hands are power and might, and so that none is able to withstand you. It's this great prayer, powerful prayer that I love to read. It's so, so good. I encourage you to keep reading in Second Chronicles 20 as you see the prayer of Jehoshaphat. But as he's praying, someone in the assembly stands up. It says in verse 13, um, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. And it says in verse 14 then, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. And then it says he's the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Maniah. It And it kind of walks through his family and gives us five generations. So I don't know if that means there's five generations there at this assembly, probably so, as they listed them out, because it says then in the midst of the assembly. So the Spirit of the Lord came upon this young man, and he said, so God encouraged this young man to speak up in this assembly. So verse 15, it says, he said, listen up all of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed of this great horde. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow you will go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley, 
east of the wilderness of Jeruel. So here's what he's saying. God is even giving him the enemy's plans. He says, you're going to go here, and this is where you're going to find everybody. This is where they're set up. And then verse 17, as Jehaziel is sharing in this great assembly of the people of God, as they've all been praying, they've all been fasting, they're in a place to hear from the Lord. And here's what he says in verse 17, as he's telling all of the assembly, God is going to provide. This is his battle, not ours. He says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. And then he ends that by saying, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them and the Lord will be with you. After this happened, worship breaks out. After they heard, listen to this, verse 18 says, Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. All of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And then the Levites and the Kohathites and the Korites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a loud voice. Those two verses, 18 and 19, show us, These people began to worship, not because God delivered them, but because God said he was going to. Did you hear that? God said, I'm going to protect you. This battle is mine. I'm going to tell you to go stand firm. Don't just hold your position and watch me work. And when God says it, the people worship. Worship breaks out. Do you know what our problem is in our society today? We are an immediate gratification society. We wait until we see the product of something. We see the result of something before we celebrate. When God speaks, we should celebrate him speaking. Why is he even talking to us? He speaks. Let's celebrate. Let's worship. It starts out by Jehoshaphat, the leader, bowing his head, and he began to worship. And then all of the people around began to stand up and praise the Lord with a loud voice. The worship grew louder and louder. And what happened in the battle? Oh, this is great. It says early the next morning they rose up and they went to the battle lines. Here's what happens. This is amazing. This is one of those great stories in the Bible I love. I'll read it over and over again every couple of months just to get excited about what God can do and how he works. He has spoken to the people. They worship because he spoke. They didn't worship because he delivered them. They worship because he spoke. They worshiped in faith. Did you hear that? They worshiped in faith. I don't know what battle you see coming in your future. You need to worship in faith. God's big enough. He's strong enough. He fights your battles for you. But it says this, they went out and they, verse number 21, and when they had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went out before the army and say, give thanks to the Lord. His steadfast love endures forever. So get this picture. The army of Judah go out to battle. God had said, stand firm, hold your position. Just watch the salvation of the Lord. So Jehoshaphat and the the leaders say, we're going to put the choir up front. We're going to put the musicians up front. They are going to worship us into battle. So verse number 22 says, and when they began to sing in praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who came up against Judah so that they were routed. And then it says the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made the end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Do you see what happens? When worship took place, the enemy got confused. They're in this valley, this bowl. And when the people of God are surrounded around the valley, they are looking down into the valley And they begin to sing and praise God in a powerful voice. It gets louder and louder. Give thanks to the Lord. His steadfast love endures forever. They sing and praise. 
and the people in the valley, the enemy got so confused when the worship happened that it, the enemy turned around and destroyed itself. I love, if you read on down into verse number 25, it says there were three days in taking the spoil. It was so much. They had all died. Listen to verse number 24. When Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, they looked towards the horde, and behold, there were dead bodies lying on the ground. None had escaped. None. God took care of that battle. And then he says, he tells the people of Judah, he says, go on in and get all of the spoil from the battle. You get to take all of their precious metals and all their goods. It says it took them three days to take the spoil because it was so much. This is just like our God. He says, I will fight the battle for you and I'll give you the benefit of the victory. If you keep reading in that passage, down in verse number 30, it says, so the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet for God gave him rest all around. As I read this story, I can't help but think, man, if we would just worship before the battle, I I get it. We need to worship after the battle. We need to worship when the battle is won. And I think that's a wonderful thing to do. I think every Sunday is is a worship service for when the battle has been won because death, hell, and the grave were defeated on a Sunday morning. And we celebrate that every single week. But I think we also need to go into our battles worshiping because as Jehaziel says, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed at this great horde for the battle is not yours, but God's. Every battle in this world is God's battle. He allows us to watch him and see his salvation take place. Sometimes he has us swing a sword. Sometimes he has us sit back and watch. Whatever he has us do, when he speaks, we should worship before the battle ever takes place. Have that time with the Lord today. Have that time with him every day. And when he speaks, worship him 